Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. What's going on? You know who it is, Coach Pa. Thank you for tuning in to yet another beautiful Breathe Life journey. Um, today we have, I'm so excited, right? I'm so excited because one of the things that I've been doing and trying to stay more intentional about is the energy that I create and a lot of the opportunities that just naturally manifest itself. I had the fortune of running into this epic spirit who's producing some really powerful magic around the subject of ketamine. And we met not even two days ago, probably like a day ago yeah. at, at a event that we had at my ketamine my ketamine road and it was a beautiful exchange and he's doing all this all this corporate not corporate but all this epic stuff and i want to just introduce him to our community um welcome welcome zappy thank you this is awesome yeah so i want to just kind of like explain not only just the work that you do but who you are and introduce yourself to our sure um so i directed a movie called the reality of truth that i brought out about three years ago yeah and that movie features michelle rodriguez and deepak chopra and ram das and sri sri ravi shankar and joel osteen and all these legends and the legends yeah and it really was about um as you'll see in the movie it's about a basically a spiritual midlife crisis that I was having where I had done everything society told me to do go get a job make money have a family have kids all these things you're gonna be totally happy and I did them all and I was like wow you know I'm, I'm happy but I'm I'm not totally fulfilled right now I don't even really know who I am mm. and uh, so I said you know I had had some pretty good experiences with psychedelics when I was younger and mm-hmm. I heard about this ayahuasca this plant from the jungle where people were going and having these sort of trend going inside themselves and having these transformations I was like oh my god I have to do that it took me about a year to get up really the courage to actually do it I kept getting invited I kept turning it down mm-hmm. I just wanted to be in the right set and setting and so I got the opportunity where I said to myself you know uh, I think I need to go down to Peru drink this ayahuasca I'd love to bring some friends with me I would love to film this I know it's going to be epic yeah. and I put that together and wound up going with Michelle Rodriguez and some other friends down to Peru. We drank, as you'll see in the movie, we yeah. drank uh, San Pedro, which is a cactus at the top of a mountain at 17,000 feet. Yeah. Michelle had an incredible breakthrough right there. 20 years of heavy, heavy pain lifted off her shoulders. Wow. A couple days later, we hiked down into the jungle and we did ayahuasca with a shaman. And that's a, you know, a plant yeah. from the Amazon that, you know, basically they call it like Pachamama, like mother nature. And it's basically like this grandmother energy showing you, you know, who you are basically. And I always wanted that, you know, but I was scared to death. And uh, I wound up going down, had an incredible life-changing experience myself. I followed Michelle and some other friends for a couple of years. We just followed up and her and I did a few more journeys together. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, at the end of the movie, there's a plant medicine retreat in Costa Rica that winds up opening up because of the people in the movie, because of the information, because oh, of... Oh, wow, because the, of the film. Yeah, because oh, wow. of the film happened in the first filming with Deepak, where somebody <laughs> who had a major drug problem heard yeah. the plant medicine, followed what was going on, and then when they were really, you know, about to die of, you know, shooting Demerol and drinking alcohol, yeah. two packs of cigarettes and gambling, a guy who had sold his company for $100 million was supposed to be really happy yeah. he was trying to kill himself mm. and he had a realization that he was going to have to go do this plant medicine he went down and did an African route called Iboga and so tell me a little bit about that because uh, is that is that also a psychedelic it's also it's really the most powerful psychedelic known to man right now oh, it's wow. uh it's a 
12 to 24 hour experience, but it can break a heroin addiction in 12 hours. It can break a meth addiction. It can, you know, pretty much it stopped this guy, Jerry, who's in the movie from taking drugs, smoking, drinking. It basically has a mental reset that it does. It has a physical reset. Okay. And so when it mentally resets you, the part, what it does is it wipes your prefrontal cortex where Mm. a lot of your uh, addiction behavior is coming from. Right. It flushes your system of all, you know, basically anything that's inside you. So when you come back out, you have no cravings for anything. Oh, nice. So it's almost like a reboot. You're changing, you're taking away the old software. Yeah. And you're creating creating the opportunity for the new software. Total reboot. And, you know, I... I think right now, um, you know, this society, we're, we're having what, what I would describe as an empathy crisis right mm. now. And people are trying to care, but they don't really, or they get distracted like we all do. Yeah. And there's no real empathy. And so if you want to solve these problems that we have in the world right now, like hunger and violence yeah. and eco-destruction, you need enough people to yeah. go inside their minds and come out with instantly more empathy and then if we have enough people that do that we could solve any problem really easily well i love that you know i love you know the idea of an empathy crisis right like i never thought about i don't even know if i've ever heard that like so when you say that i automatically go to i agree i think as a society um especially different pockets of community there's opportunities for us to be more empathetic but we we do have those restrictions. Like so, when did that become? Did you term that? And if so, when did you start realizing that? Wow, this world that we live in is uh, that's one of the things that we wrestle with. Yeah, empathizing I, with each other. I I came up with that somewhat recently in my just my experiences because yeah. I kept on you know having these. I wound up doing Ibo game. Okay. You know, and just to for my own edification, like how yeah. could this break a heroin addiction? <clears throat> Doesn't right. make any sense. I have to try it. Right. And when I tried. It, I had a clear realization about how it does it. Yeah. But if you get put, whether it's with ibogaine or ayahuasca or ketamine or right. mushrooms or whatever it is, or and you get put into present moment awareness mm. where there's no future and there's no past, you're just sitting in that present moment yeah. and you sustain that and you can do all kinds of work in there. You could live yeah. in a thousand lifetimes in that you know half hour yeah. or four hours or whatever it is. Right. So when you come out, mm. the only way I've ever seen people get instant empathy is that they either have a near-death experience or they use one of these master healing plants or one of these catalysts that breaks them through now they're have a totally different perception of reality and they go oh my god wow you know i'm connected to everything i have to think about the person who's going to live 50 years from now i'm gonna think about my you know the guy who's living on the other side of the world right now oh you know actually be able to put yourself in their shoes and that i think is the difference between empathy or caring about people or trying it's like it's easy for me oh you know i wish people had more food and i think oh i hope they get more food now i get a phone call i'm totally distracted right but when i have like high high level of empathy and i can put myself in their shoe and i'm like wow you know this is what it feels like to like not have food and not know where your next food's coming from or kids food if you're in that mode, yeah. now you're like, wow, okay, what can I do spiritually and physically to right. affect the situation? Wow, that's powerful. You know, that's powerful. You know, as a, as a meditation teacher, I think a lot of times you spend in, in studying meditation, you realize that that state of being that you're referencing is though the, the entire kind of like, I don't know, like the... the the embodiment of where you hope to arrive at some point throughout your meditation practice and that's rarely that are you able to really still the mind to the to the state where you can arrive at that place of true being and i think obviously there's buddhist monks who who committed their lives to getting to that place and arriving at that place and i didn't i never thought about the connection between also a near-death experience because you know i've been in situations and it almost feels the exact same way and i never thought about the pairing them the two the two of them together but that makes a lot of sense because Mm -hmm. you know for me in the moment that i was in you know everything slows down 
almost like a microscopic speed and you're seeing this stuff unfold, but yet there's a calmness, stillness there, right? And yeah, you get that, you get those triggers and those, and, and those, and those responses from your brain, that fight or flight and all that as well, but there's still a stillness even in that space. Yeah. So they hear you talk about that in conjunction with the place to which you're able to arrive with these psychedelics is powerful. And I can see how it would have a profound shift in people being able to be more empathetic yeah. and connecting with each other. Absolutely. You know, I always, you know, I meditate Meditation's a big part of the movie. Yeah. I'm lucky somebody trained me in meditation 25 years ago, and it's okay. a part of my life every day. Nice. But I was always trying to get to that transcendent point where I was yeah. in present moment awareness. And I always, you know, people would always, when I suggest psychedelics, a lot of times people go, well, people can just meditate and breathe. They don't need to do psychedelics. And I'm like, well, if they were in a vacuum, yeah, they could just do, you know, breathe. Yeah. But, you know, if you just come back from Iraq, uh, yeah. you have some kind of trauma, you can't just sit down and meditate. It's very, right. very difficult. Right. It's hard to sustain. Yeah. But if you have a catalyst like a ketamine or yeah. ayahuasca, it breaks you through. Yeah. And now you're like, you've seen the expanded reality. Yeah. Because, you know, my theory is basically, you know, these things are taking off filters. So you right. have this natural filtration mechanism happening all the time. You're you know when somebody walks in you're you're you know taking all account for all these different things yeah and you're screening it and so when you do a meditation maybe you take 100 filters off right yeah let's say maybe you smoke marijuana you take 200 filters off now right. the music starts to sound really good and, right you know the colors look different now at some point you know maybe you do ayahuasca you take a thousand filters off or mm. you do ibogaine you take you know yeah 10,000 filters off or you do ketamine take all the filters off there's right. nothing you're just totally connected to everything yeah you see oh my god i am everything in the universe connected but i'm also like a speck of dust yeah and in that it frees you because in that real present moment where yeah. like you said it could take you 30 years in a cave to get there right when you're sitting there you're like wow i'm about to do some serious work because yeah. this is present moment this yeah. is it and how did kind of speak to a little bit so how did it coming from someone who had a meditation practice i think this conversation comes up with me a lot when it comes to talking to some of my clients who the conversation of um, psychedelics starts to come up in the dialogue back and forth can you speak a little bit about in what ways did you find that it positively affected you i know we kind of referenced it early on as far as almost working almost like a mantra being able to help you get to that deep state quicker right um yeah. speak a little bit what did you notice that was able to work were were what did you notice differently about your meditation as far as yeah, after you experienced some of those? That's a really good point. I mean, I think, you know, that ketamine and some of these things are going to be recognized as huge gateways for meditation, for lifestyle change, and for even other types of plant medicine. Because what happens is you... Uh, once you've let's say done the ketamine yeah. or even the ibogaine or the ayahuasca when you close your eyes now to meditate and you start into your mantra and you're trying to still your mind what happens is as you're kind of dropping in very quickly it could happen in a second or five seconds that's mm -hmm. how fast it happens i think once you have these pathways but you see a pathway to follow and you just flow and you go oh i, see, I know that pathway i'm going mm. there and you can go really deep really fast mm. and uh so i think these are creating almost like a super highway yeah. for you to connect through your meditation so you have to when you know I'm just going to reference yeah. now the movie that I'm finishing. This yeah, was, uh, I was going to say, so when you wrapped up the previous, your first uh, movie, and you're getting all this acclaim and all this positive feedback from it, as much as it was about healing you, now you're tapping into an opportunity to heal others, right? So now this clinic is being brought up yeah. for something that you inspired and created and i think that's how the universe works right by you sure. by you living your truest form and and finding whatever direction you need to go to fulfill self you create other opportunities for other people to tap into that for themselves yeah. as well was that 
I can only imagine how rewarding that must have felt to have something, that legacy be a part of yours. Yeah, no, it's it's super rewarding every day. I mean, you know, I get notes from people and emails and stuff saying, you know, I was going to kill myself, wow. but I found this movie and it yeah. led me to find, you know, an amazing life quickly and a path for myself that I never knew existed. And it's really humbling. Uh, I, when I came back from Peru, right. I wanted everybody to have this experience. I was like, oh my God, you got to go to Peru and sit with the shaman. But right. the people who needed it the most yeah. were like, mm, I don't think I, that's pretty radical, Zappy. I don't think I can do it. I think, don't think my family's going to let me. They probably check me into a mental institution if I tell them I'm going out in the jungle right now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to find this Western medicine approach to, you know, breaking through and having this experience. And voila, of course, ketamine comes to my attention so, right so let's speak a little bit about that so first of all how how much of a hiatus did you have between wrapping up your previous film and then working on this one and um, what inspired this one to kind of jumpstart yeah so this movie is basically I was lucky enough to have uh, somebody who's at a, they were at a screening of my movie this is about uh, just a couple of year, a year and a half or so ago okay somebody came to a screening of my movie and the reality of truth and they uh, after the movie they came up to me and they said hey I'm friends with Lamar Odom the basketball player from Oh, wow. and he's in a pretty tough place right yeah, now yeah he's going through his own journey right yeah he's yeah. like they're like maybe your plant medicine could help him what do you think I said yeah it sounds amazing like he would be the ultimate poster child for you know mental health and yeah. having a breakthrough and, and all the things that this represents so he wound up putting me together with Lamar and I said look Lamar I have you know my analysis of you is that you have this experience of a lot of trauma that he told me about. People usually don't realize, but his mom died of cancer when he was 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, his grandmother who raised him passed away. He had a son six months old that died. Like a lot of heavy death heavy and trauma. Stuff. Heavy stuff, yeah. And so he uh, was trying to suppress that in any way that he could, but at the same time, he was having this experience where you know he'd be a champ winning a championship in the NBA, 50,000 and people chanting your name, millions watching on TV, right. and then you go home, and it's like, hmm, it's kind of boring. You're sitting in your apartment, you're like, hmm, okay, well, maybe I'll just, you know, have a little drink, or right, I'll right. take a little something, I'll start, I'll gamble, or get some girls right. over here. Whatever is just going to, like, stimulate. Know, stimulate, yeah. So yeah. I said, look, Mark, you have so much external stimulation, but you've never, like, gone inside your own mind. I think you're going to have to go inside your mind if you want some real answers and some real healing. Wow. And he was like, he's like, wow, that's, like, uh, heavy. Like, I never did that. He's like, you know, people have always, you know, told me to stay away from psychedelics. Yeah. Because those basically are, like, white people drugs. And yeah. you're going to go crazy. <laughs> and I said, you know, I understand that. That's, like a racial bias that yeah. exists in psychedelics too where if you're you know this white kid from the suburbs and you have a bad trip and you freak out you know their whole community is going to be behind you you're going to go see a therapist your right. family's there you know if you're an african-american person you have a flip out you know you could get killed shot yeah. you could get put in a mental institution it's like that's not not right. cool you know, right. we have to fix this where we have to have you know places where people can come without judgment yeah and just have <laughs> and get their support as well yeah, yeah set and setting so, so how much so how much of that was changing because it, it's funny because that's one of the questions I, I wanted to ask you about our preconceived notions about psychedelics right so here you are you're talking to this NBA champ who has gone through his own seasons and it's being uh, broadcast on every single station you know you can't pick up a magazine without seeing and that's the unfortunate side of celebrity to stardom or becoming a celebrity right everything is so exposed almost overexposed yeah right so how do you take this person who is a master at what he does and now these things seem to be falling apart how do you communicate and go against everything that's been messaged or communicated to him about psychedelics because a lot like our community and our society there's a misnomer about you know the dark side of psychedelics and this is things that you should avoid and never do it because and I think a lot of that has to do with regulations and making sure that the government can make their money off of it but was it challenging for you to kind of rechange that reshape that narrative yeah I mean I was lucky you know with both Lamar and Michelle Rodriguez as people who were going to go through this 
this and allow me to film it, that they're like just these very super rare people yeah. who are at the top of their game, you know, in, in their own way. They're like a fierce, you know, champion. Right. But they, they don't listen to everybody. So when their agent saying, don't do this, don't let Zappy film it, or their friends right. like saying, don't do it, you know, blah, 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 you're going to look, you know, ridiculous, or what if this or that, or, right. you know, and I think I had, you know, enough credibility personally with both of them that, you know, especially Lamar, you could see, you know, how the respect that we treated right. Michelle and that experience. So he was able to say, all right, well, this is, they're not, they don't have bad intent. Right. It's still scary to let somebody put a camera on you when you're going into a, you know, another altered state. Yeah. But he's just a brave enough person. He was probably in a desperate enough place where he really had tried everything yeah. and it wasn't working and he couldn't overcome it. And, and he also kind of knew that he maybe was somebody who was above the you know above a level where he could say hey i don't i'm not feeling great i'm having problems I'm, right. you know I'm, i might be depressed you know? yeah so i'm lucky in that way that they're super brave and i said to lamar i said look you know just you know trust me here that this is you know it's an fda approved medication it's super safe it doesn't affect your breathing the ketamine uh we're going to do it in the doctor's office under supervision uh you're totally safe i'm going to guide you my uh ketamine par advocate partner warren gumpel he's going to guide you you know you're with friends like let's just do it and you yeah. know of course if it's something you don't like about the footage or whatever um you know we won't use it and yeah. so we I, I had him come do his first ketamine treatment it's amazing you know in the movie uh it's called lamar odom reborn nice. you get to see him have this transformation you get to see him come out of it and say wow you know that's like the first that's the best i've ever felt in my life wow and so when you see that and you know and he saw that and he was like wow you know what like there's something to this going inside yourself to get answers and healing and yeah. he you know had so i, I had him do a few more uh, treatments and it was an amazing experience every single time the ketamine you know puts you into present moment awareness it's probably you know Cleveland Clinic called it a top 10 medical breakthrough yeah uh, ketamine for depression yeah it was the only mental health one on the list it's the biggest breakthrough in mental health in you know hundreds of years yeah and here <clears throat> it is this ketamine most people don't realize what it is they think ah oh, that's like some synthetic drug or something kids take it in clubs veterinarians use it yeah. no this this is the most used anesthetic by oral surgeons on children. So if they need to do surgery on a little kid, they're gonna give them ketamine because it acts fast, it doesn't affect their breathing, and it wears off really quick. Yeah. And so they've been used for 50, 60 years in battlefields and things. And what happened was they started to realize that some of these guys that they were putting under with the ketamine when they came back out, the next day the guy was like cracking jokes, having a good time, they're yeah. like sleeping better, they're like, what's going on here, you know, right. is there something in this? So Yale University study, it did a big study, and they realized that over 70% of people who you're given a low dose of ketamine, uh, which is different than when people take it in the club where they're snorting a high dose of ketamine, right, right. and they generally can go into almost like a blackout phase. Yeah. But when you take a low dose over time, right. they realize that not only is that putting you in present moment awareness, giving you some type of a spiritual awakening, yeah. but at the same time, when the ketamine metabolizes, it becomes this uh, hydroxynorketamine, uh, and that is literally building new neural pathways in your brain. Wow. They can, and they can see on an MRI yeah. uh, the mechanism <clears throat> for addiction going away while you're under the uh, yeah. under ketamine. You know, and one of the things that I thought was really powerful about <clears throat> the conversation that you and I had a couple days ago was a slide that you showed me on your phone, and I'll and I'll put it on our Beautiful. Instagram video uh, so that people can see it. But it's just showing the brain activation yes. from these different variations of psychedelics. And then you went to a slide that had ketamine, and then the brain was all light, lighted up. In yeah, red. It, was, it looked like it was it's about eighty percent or more yeah. lit up. Yeah. And you see these movies like Limitless and everything, and yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, we need the super pill," and it's like, "It's here." Yeah. Know, trust me, it's here. It's yeah. ketamine. And, um, you know, I had 
Timothy Leary has a, a great 60s icon of psychedelics. Yeah. He wrote a paper back when, and it said that um, basically he described you having eight areas of your brain, four right. on your left that are your survival brain, that you or old brain, and then four on your right side that are your evolutionary brain. Mm -hmm. And he said very little firing going on and cross firing going on. But when you put the cat, he described it as you could affect the fifth area on the right with mushrooms, the sixth or the seventh with um, LSD, eighth with ayahuasca. Yeah. And then he said the eighth area of your brain, the highest one where you could communicate with this supercomputer that you have yeah. and do anything, including, you know, in his mind, maybe even talk with other beings, oh, uh, wow. maybe talk to yourself from the future, come to help yourself in the present. Mm. Uh, that you know, if you want to unlock that, the way to unlock it is with ketamine. So, and that's the thing, like, <clears throat> because even, you know, you talk about that profound leader, teacher, I feel like there was a huge move in just how it was communicated and brought into our lexicon in the 60s and 70s, and then it just fell off, fell off the grid. Yeah. And then but through the silence of it, it developed this negative stigma. Like, why do you think when you when you talk about and you're doing your research and you're going into these clinics, you know, and you're having the discussions with doctors that are aware of it, why do you think that there's this kind of like, it seems like there's this secrecy about it, and then even in the close of this secrecy that's going on, it's also being associated with something negative. Right. No, I think, you know, they did a pretty good propaganda job back in, you know, Vietnam times where they don't, it's not in the best interest of, you know, a government, you know, military industrial complex to have everybody walking around free thinking all the time. You know, right. they don't need everybody going, wait a minute, how many wars are we in? Right, right, right. Why am I paying my taxes? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So it's just, it's super bad for them. And right. that mentality has suppressed it at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think society now with the internet happening, democratizing media and information, nature is very intelligent. And yeah. I think this is a design of nature where nature's bringing out these plant medicines and things, including cannabis. Yeah. So nature's bringing it out and realize that people are, you know, sick and have a lot of mental disease and they need this. So it's bringing that out. Mm -hmm. People now with the information on the internet and so forth, now you have these senior citizens and people, let's say, who are, you know, eating an edible or smoking marijuana, and they're like, wow, you know what? This makes me feel better. This is eliminating my pain. I don't really care what they told me in the past. I don't, you know, I'm beyond that now because yeah. of the information I have. Yeah. So same thing with ketamine. Um, it was suppressed for the most part because it was, you know, an old medicine. It was yeah. off patent. So the drug companies couldn't really make a lot of money with it. And it came out really at the same time as these SSRIs like Xanax and Zoloft yeah. and Paxil yeah. that are trying to suppress something right and so and they could make money off of those yeah and this is going <laughs> to billions of billions of dollars yeah that yeah um now recently like they always do right. uh the pharmaceutical companies have gotten into it which i think is a great thing because uh johnson and johnson through their jansen pharmaceuticals has patented a derivative of ketamine that they call s-ketamine oh wow so and Johnson and Johnson, that's a huge player. Yeah, it's a huge play. And what happened, like always, is now it's beautiful. They've come in and said, instead of saying negative things, now they're perpetuating ketamine for depression is amazing. It works. It's very effective. They're getting that message out there. Yeah. And so it's really a huge moment for ketamine. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, the S-ketamine costs 10 times what the regular ketamine takes. Right. <laughs> cost. Yeah, right. Not sure it's any more effective. Uh, but, you know, they're able to put it through the insurance companies paying. And so it's it's in the system. But I think it's it really it's a moment for ketamine because it's it's really being presented properly as this miraculous uh, thing for depression. And, um, you know, I'll just give you one more stat on a, yeah. a medical fact on ketamine that's yeah. amazing is 
they have concluded that you have something in your brain called a lateral habanula, mm. which registers all the stress that you're getting and you've ever gotten in your life. When it gets to a certain tipping point, it goes into what's called burst mode. Mm. And it just, in burst mode, it cuts off your dopamine, your ability to get dopamine. So you're getting no reward of dopamine for anything you do. And that's why people don't feel like getting out of bed, doing anything, because they're not getting any dopamine. So what happens when you get the ketamine the first time is it wipes that off like a windshield wiper. You go out of burst mode and now you're getting your dopamine back. So of course people are feeling immediately really good and then the idea is that you have, if you have treatment resistant depression, you do six treatments over yeah. you know, a two week period and then over time you just do these booster treatments and you should be in a pretty amazing place. Um, what you, you may not be, you may not have gotten all the way to the root. You may not have undone what ultimately is maybe some trauma you're holding on to or some pattern in your mind that you're holding on to. And that's where I think the ketamine fits really nicely with the plant medicine. Yeah. So if you have an addiction profile, maybe you need to go do ibogaine. If you right. uh, have a you know motherly issue or some kind of not getting the love that you needed, maybe it's ayahuasca. Uh, if maybe you just don't have joy, potentially mushrooms could just, psilocybin could just bring you that joy. Yeah. So I think it's good in concert and that's where with Lamar, once he was kind of comfortable, hey, this is really beneficial what's happening to me. I am feeling better. I am exploring inside myself. I said, Lamar, you know, with your addiction profile that you have, I think you need to go do this plant medicine called Iboga. It's mm. from Africa. Yeah. I'm like, it's an African root. You're an African-American guy. You're probably supposed to be having this. You've just yeah. been cut off from it for generations because yeah. of culture yeah. and what's happened. And like, I think you need to do, I mean, I'll, I will, you know, guide you down to Mexico to a doctor and people that do it down. I'll take you down there. I'll right. like, integrate you. And uh, he was willing to do that. And yes. along the way, just so you know, I came up with a formula that's in the movie. It's basically ketamine plus plant medicine plus okay. plus a daily practice. Oh, nice. So let's talk about the yeah. Talk about the daily practice a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so um, after I gave Lamar the eyeball game, which I do want to describe at some point because it was an amazing transformation yeah. mentally and physically. Feel feel free. Okay. Whatever so, you want to. Yeah. Communicate. So it leads into daily practice. Um, what happened was you know 24 hours after he had the ibogaine um, which is a very intense situation he was able to you know reconnect with his son who had died he was able to you know hear his mom's voice he was able to have all these different experiences and feel you know love coming from these different experiences oh, wow. and so you know, 48 hours later, we were driving back from Mexico up back to Los Angeles. We were over the San Diego border and we're driving back and Lamar says, you know what? I feel so good right now. He goes mentally and physically. He's like, I think I can make a comeback in professional basketball. Oh, wow. And we we're like, wow. And his trainer and bodyguard was with them. Yeah. Really cool guy. And he's, and he was like, Lamar, dude, take it easy. You know, like you right. have to train four hours a day. Can't smoke marijuana. Right. Lamar's like, I know what I got to do it. I've done it before. I'm doing it. And we were all like, wow, that's cool to hear. I hope he does it, you know? And of course, three, he starts training and training and four months later or so, um, he winds up uh, playing in his first professional basketball game in a tournament in Dubai, he played for the Philippines. Wow. So he went from, you know, 12, heart attack, 12 strokes, six heart attacks, kidney damage, liver failure, being told you may never walk again, to walking to be, you know, pretty normal, to now in like peak condition. Wow. He wound up, um, you know, and, and since then he's, you know, wound up bringing his ex-wife and his kids to do ketamine and his father, who he's estranged from, who had, had a drug, methadone, takes methadone for a drug addiction, uh, had him come and do ketamine. Oh, wow. um, you know, he's been on Dancing with the Stars. You see, I mean, the guy's just like did a 180 and I, yeah. I credit him and I credit the Ivy game and yeah. the ketamine and, and the daily practice, which meant when Lamar 
was finished with that, uh, like you said about the meditation, you need some way to tap back into that experience that you had. Yeah. So how do you do that? That's going to be meditation, breathing, working out, you know, music, something that's going to bring you back there. Yeah. And the easiest ones we did were um, transformational breath work, okay. um, which is, you know, being able to, you know, change your uh, state of consciousness using your breath. And it's super deep and powerful. Uh, you can do it daily. And also meditation, where I did a bunch of meditation and different techniques to and try you were, to get and you were able to lead them through it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's powerful. Yeah. And so now, you know, we all need that because I don't care who you are, how famous, how rich or whatever, you're going to have a, situations that are challenges in your day, in your life, yeah. things like that. And so you have to be able to change your state of consciousness right there. Yeah. The easiest way to do it is, you know, really just to start breathing. You know, you know it's just, and first of all, thank you for sharing that, that journey. You know, there's... I imagine, obviously, there's the production side of it, right? You're this rock star producer, but there has to be an element, and I can only imagine. You're seeing someone who is at a rough spot, probably one of the lowest spots of their lives, and yeah, there's the production angle of it where you're documenting this process so that you can inspire and hopefully draw more awareness to it. How much of you, when you're in that moment, how hard is it for you not to even be mystified by like, Jesus, like, look at what, is unfolding right in front of me. I imagine that has to be very rewarding. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the most rewarding part of it, but it's also, it seems hard, but it's really easy because these catalysts, like the ketamine yeah. and the aggregate, they're so effective that I don't even have to get my ego in it. I'm just like, Mom, sit down, you know? in right. the chair you know yeah. trust me you yeah, know, yeah we'll talk in yeah. you know 20 minutes you yeah, know, yeah. Or, 30, or an hour whatever yeah. it is so it is amazing you know to see people come in one of the um one of the number one side effects of ketamine is that it breaks suicidal ideation immediately on the first treatment yeah so that's really powerful because to me oh, yeah. to see somebody come in and I've had people come in with like bandages on their wrist that actively tried to kill themselves and things and then they do the ketamine or they came in you know and they say uh, wow you know I just had this incredible realization I'm vibrating at my own frequency like I really feel good in this frequency and I realize that what happened to me those things that happened to me those happen to me, but that's not me. I'm me. Yeah. And they were able to identify that in that ketamine experience. Yeah. And then they come back out. And like, and, and I would say the technology of the ketamine is also pretty incredible when you're experiencing it, where it's very high tech. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you might usually see, oh, okay, I, I go back to this relationship in this situation or I kill myself. Those are my two options. That's it. Right. And that's why people get really desperate. But when you're in the ketamine all of a sudden you see like 12 different scenarios and how they could play out a much more expanded option set and you're like wow i could do that and that no well, i'm not going to kill myself like this is amazing i'm going to yeah. like take one of these other option sets here yeah and yeah. and you were saying too like when you're in that <clears throat> when you're going through that ketamine experience you know there's it, it the appearance of buffers, right? Speak a little bit about that. Like you were saying that it's not going to let you, the process of mm. taking that infusion and going through that infusion, it's not going to have you go to the point where you're feeling empty and extremely depressed, suicidal, yeah. um, as well as prevent you from getting over high. Like yeah. you, you're like, it's going to be kind of like, it's going to make sure that you teeter right in the middle. You're right in the middle. I would yeah. describe it kind of like, um, it's a really amazing phenomenon of ketamine that doesn't exist with some of the other psychedelics. But what happens is, um, you know, it's almost like when you go bowling with a little kid, you put yeah. the bumpers up so they can't yeah. go in the gutter. Yeah. This ketamine has bumpers on it. So if you try to think about your most negative, negative thing while you're in ketamine, boom, it's just going to push you back in the middle and you're not going to be stuck on that. If you, again, try to think, oh, you know, what could I do? I'm amazing. Like, I could do this and that. It's just yeah. going to push you back in the middle and be like, you know, here it is. There's yeah. a moment of awareness. That's it. It's what you got. You know, what's, what's, what's so powerful about <clears throat> you talk about like right now that the the where we are as a society there's an awareness now that's be, being brought about and you're a huge part of that and learning more about your movie that's coming up i'm excited to to to, to share it with my loved ones in my tribe 
and, and especially now that big players like Johnson and Johnson are becoming a part of the conversation, I don't think it's a coincidence that with that also seemingly coming into the conscious of our society is also the conversation about mental health and wellness, right? You have so many different big players and, and celebrities and, and athletes that are now no longer being ashamed of the depression or the anxiety that they're dealing with. I think, um, I forget his name, he used to play for the, for the Cavs. Uh, tall guy, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. But he's leading the charge now when it comes to the conversation about depression and how you and how you step into that space. So I think it's powerful that you have all this stuff going on, stress, <clears throat> the conversation about stress, and then also ketamine. Like I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, no, I think um, everything for we're in this moment where, like I said, I think. As scary as things sound with, you know, potential for war and, you know, uh, eco-destruction, all these crazy things that you're thinking you're thinking about if you watch the news, you know, all that paradigm is weighing on you. Uh, it seems overwhelming. Right. But I think nature has this thing. It's really just in the nick of time. The psychedelics are going to come into society. They're going to be taken by a critical mass of people. There's going to be a lot more empathy and we're going to solve this thing. And I think... I got some amazing advice when I was making the reality truth from Joel Osteen, the preacher. Okay. And I didn't think I was going to get this amazing insight from him, but okay. I went there to meet him and talk to him. He's in the movie. Um, and I, as I was talking to him, I was telling him about psychedelics and going to Peru and all this stuff. And you know, I knew it was pretty foreign from his thing, but he said, look, Safi, I got it. You got a lot of passion for this. He's like, you're going to have to do, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to do what I do, which is to realize that, you know, I, here I am a Christian. He goes, and I have Christians that don't like me. You know, they tell me I'm not telling people they're going to go to hell enough. And, you know, we're all Christians and they don't, they literally, they don't hate me, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, you have to have this realization where 25% of the people love you no matter what you do you got them already then you got 25% of the people that hate you no matter what you do if you cure cancer they're going to say you're putting cancer doctors out of business they just hate you but you got 50% in the middle that you could bring over to your side this critical mass you don't even need to get all of them you just get some of those people over to your side now you got a critical mass everybody else comes like by osmosis and I was like wow and it freed me because when I would have these conversations and people would say, oh, yeah, good luck getting, you know, the attorney general. And I'd be like, I don't need him. Right. I'm, all I need is these yeah. people in the middle. And they mostly to me look like, you know, young people. Right. So I'm just going to put my message there and yeah. know that these people could come to this side. And I'll, and those other people, they'll come last, but yeah. they'll come. They'll come. Yeah. That's a powerful perspective. My, my wife listens to Joel a lot. And he's a, I mean, he has a powerful way of communicating and like even something that simple shifts your perspective on it a little bit. And it makes it like, even as you were saying it, I was like, wow, 25, 20, 50. Yeah, I get it. Because there's always going to be those people that look for what's wrong. Right. Yeah. Renee Brown talks about it as well. People who comment on the person that's in the arena when they're not necessarily in the arena themselves. Right. So when you think about like this journey that you're going on with, um, with, with ketamine as it relates to this video that you're, that you're coming up and that's actually going to be released pretty yeah. soon, yeah. which is exciting. Were you just naturally, did you feel like you had more of a, more of a connection with ketamine as to why you wanted to tell this story? Or do you think you're going to do that with each one of the different ver- variations of psychedelics? That's, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I'm focused on people need whichever one they need because yeah. they have different, you know, types of healing that they can do. But I think ketamine, because it's Western medicine, it's FDA approved, you go to the doctor's office and it takes you to this instantaneous state of present moment awareness and keeps you there. I mean, that's the biggest breakthrough there is. So I am with uh, my partner, Warren Gumpel, I was a ketamine advocate and some other people. We started something called the Ketamine Fund because this really has to be the thing that's out front. And the idea is that uh, the Ketamine Fund is 
putting together resources to be able to, through a association of doctors around the country and philanthropists who are supporting this, basically anybody in the country who says they're having a suicidal thought can get a free ketamine treatment within 24 hours somewhere wow. near them. Wow. And if you think about suicide, you know, not only if you save somebody, not only you save them, but their whole family, everybody they work with, people in their community, like it ripples out, you know, I don't know, 50, 100, 200 people yeah. are effects. Yeah. We have 120 plus people a day in this country that are committing suicide. About 20 plus of those are veterans. Uh-huh. So that's 50,000 people a year that are yeah. committing suicide. If we, around those 50,000 that commit suicide, there's another 20 for each person that are actively in that thought process. Mm. So that's a million people. Yeah. So if we can get 1 million people ketamine treatments, we will basically bring suicide rates down by, you know, to almost zero. I mean, yeah. obviously there's, like to me, if somebody's really sick and has cancer and they're in total pain and they want to die, that's not suicide. That's right. like, you know, mercy, <clears throat> right. uh, death. But suicide where somebody feels hopeless, helpless, and doesn't see any way out, that is basically patterns and, you know, things that if they got into present moment awareness, that would dissipate. Now, is that your why for the movie as far as your driving why? Like what you hope to be able to, with this masterpiece that you're putting together, with this behind the scenes look at how it can be as impactful as it's been for um, Odom. Are you hoping that, is that is that your why? Are you hoping that it starts changing the conversation around it so that some of these 50,000 could start looking and seeing it as a, possibly an opportunity to to make a different choice. Yeah, for sure. And I I think, you know, I don't want to put it just to ketamine. I think we're lucky here in this Western culture and where we're at in this advanced society and science and medical and the internet and everything that we have this golden opportunity to tap in. But if somebody's, you know, depressed in their you know, in, you know, somewhere else in the world and they can get their hands on maybe some psilocybin in the right set and setting with the right guide, you know, that could break them through. But what I want, you know, kind of Lamar says it in the movie at the end, he says, maybe I'm like the Malcolm X of mental health, Mm. whatever it takes, whatever it takes right now. If Mm. you can do the meditation, great. If you need, if you can only get to the academy, do that. If you have the chance to do Ibogaine, do it. Speak about it. Do whatever you got to do. Tell your, you know, just get it out. And I think, you know, that's kind of the my mode that I'm in is, hey, we got this guy who, you know, people really feel like they know through Lamar and, tra- right. and journeying with him. And then they get to see with their own eyes because what my partners and I in this film have been talking about is we call this observational reality. Meaning, if I tell you, uh, if you see Lamar go through the ketamine and then you see him and you're like, oh wow, he looks good. Wow, he just said he feels the best he's ever felt in his life. Wow, he took his dad to do it. Wow, he connected with his kids. You see that, it means everything. If I hand you a $100 million study from Harvard Medical School about ketamine, you're gonna get, eh, I don't know that doesn't right. mean much to me whatever right. so we have to give people this observational reality and he's incredible because he's you're able to see through him how he interprets it how he puts it into his life same thing with michelle rodriguez with academy she had her friend paul walker mm-hmm. the actor died during it and i could tell that the way she was handling his death was like the exact opposite way of how she would have held it, you know, previously to that experience. Yeah. You know, you go on these beautiful journeys with these spirits, right? And, and both in their own, like you said, in their own way, they've mastered um, the the plane from which they committed their lives to. And, and it's, I think we're lucky just to see them in that element of flow, right? Yeah. Is there anything from the start to the conclusion of when you put together one of these um, movies that you learn about? Now you study ketamine more than psychedelics, uh, more than probably anyone on this planet. So maybe not so much from the I, from the understanding of ketamine, learning something differently by going through the process. Maybe it's something that more is, is more subjective to the experience that you're having with Lamar. 
But I guess the question is, is there anything that you've learned about that when going through the journey that you didn't necessarily, wasn't as clear prior to starting down this journey with Lamar that became clear? Yeah, now that's a really, that's the ultimate question. And I, I have answered that for myself, which is, I was surprised when in the last year and a half of doing this where some of the magic things that were happening, these total miracles that were coming into play to make the movie happen, um, the moments happen, just the million to one situations that had to occur in order to put certain people in a certain place at a certain time. It was beyond my imagination. That's what hit me this year was I was like, wow, I gotta stop, you know, asking for things or praying for them like because my imagination is so limited compared to what the universe and wow. infinite intelligence can do i really got to get out of my own way because i would not have even dreamed some of this stuff wow yeah so it really hit me pretty good and you know i want to tell you about one my most important psychedelic experience that i had that like changed my life yeah hell yeah um and that I carry with me every day, and hopefully everybody gets this experience when they are there. But what happened was I found myself in a totally transcendental state, and I was I knew that I was sitting there with God, you know, oh, wow. and I could, you know, go into the future, ask any question, whatever it is. And I was sitting there and I kind of asked the question, uh, you know, ah, why these bad things have to happen? It's, you know, everything's, you know, why is this, why, you know? And the spirit spoke to me you know, in the like audible turn, way I could hear it at that moment. And it said, do you know how you're breathing right now? And I, I thought to myself for a second, I was like, no, I don't know how I'm breathing. And it said, do you know how you're growing your hair? You're doing it, but do you know how? And I said, no, I, I don't know. And it said, if you don't even know how you're breathing, what makes you think I need your help? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, yeah, that's right. Like, I, if I don't breathe for two minutes, I die. And I don't even know how I'm doing it. Like, how am I going to get so upset? Because these people aren't listening to me. And these people are fighting and that nobody's doing what I want. It's like, I literally don't even know how I'm breathing. So when I come back out of this state and I come back into my physical incarnation and I'm walking around like in this virtual reality suit I have, yeah. I'm going to respect every moment that I literally don't know anything. Mm. And in that letting go of realizing like I don't know how I'm breathing, yeah. I was able to let go all the trying to make people do things and, you know, trying to do it with my own, you know, yeah. physical body. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's useless. So I just think if you can put your intent on what you're looking to do, you know, put that intent out there, everything's going to totally work out. It's going to be better than you thought it was going to be because you're limited by your beliefs and all kinds of things. And the universe is not limited. So yeah. crazy million to one, billion to one things that have yeah. happened, you know, every day and month and week around this film and this information coming out. I was just trying to stay out of my own way and say, yeah. okay, you know, the intent yeah. is let's get this information out and whatever way it yeah. happens, it happens. You're able to surrender to the unfolding of it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful place to be. Um, you know, and you talk about how important, you know, meditation is for you and, and the process of staying awakened to those manifestations of that purpose and even how this journey for the for the movie had kind of unfolded in that beautiful way had you not had that daily practice to 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 shape and continue to condition that that aspect of your consciousness you probably would not have been as aware of the signs when they did show up yeah right so when you think about the daily practice of meditation do you try to incorporate um do you have a regiment for ketamine infusions that you personally do to make sure that you kind of stay in that state or now that you've arrived at the place where you have that kind of like that direct highway to that connection with your meditation do you feel like you don't necessarily need it um i i have to do the meditation every day 
day. I right. do it uh, when I can. You know, yeah. when I find the moment, I'll just sit down and do it, whether that's at night or morning or, you know, five minutes before I get out of the car and I'm going to an appointment, I'll just, you know, try to put myself in present moment awareness. Yeah. Uh, but, and then when I like to run, like jog, and, um, when I'm doing that, I also find myself getting into this present moment awareness, into this, you know, um, creative mind starts happening and all these, you know, if I just stay on that meditation of gratitude, because I think that's really like once you kind of, you know, hit a place where you're, you know, are feeling good about what's going on, you, you, that's like, you got to give gratitude. And yeah. I think even, you know, before that, if you, you know, wrote down on a piece of paper, everything you were grateful about, you know, family and health and food and all these different things there's a lot of things that you could be grateful for even if you, you're some part of your life's totally out of control right uh so i just think you know for me my meditations become a lot about gratitude you know nice. i get in there through gratitude i'm just like thankful that i have you know this vessel to play whatever role i can play yeah. to be part of this conversation and you know just try to mentally and physically be the best vessel i can to carry this thing forward I have no idea how it's happening, why yeah. it's happening. I'm just yeah. going to enjoy the ride and watch yeah. the whole thing like a movie. Well, and I think that's why it was so important. And, and I'm so grateful for you to be able to come up and, and share an hour with, with the tribe and I, because I think everyone can learn from that, right? Finding a place to arrive at a place where you surrender to the beautiful tapestry and unfolding of your own life. And if you're in the constant chaos of your mind, it's hard for you to really trust enough to surrender enough to yeah. it. And I feel like this journey that you're going on, you know, you're going to bring so many people to that awareness through your film um, that I can't wait to, to, to watch its ripple effect. I think about your first video and now there's a clinic somewhere because of you, right? Because of you went through your own journey and you started healing yourself and that might not have been your end goal. I want to create something that's so inspirational that a clinic comes up, which I'm pretty sure it wasn't your ego but then the, just the natural unfolding of it all you know it's I just think we could all take a uh, take a page from from you when it comes to that so thank you for uh, for inspiring that even with myself as I'm sitting here talking to you I'm like am I truly allowing my life to unfold or is there a part of me that feels like I have to have certain things in place like even creating space for this conversation on the podcast right I'm like set these goals that I want to accomplish and who I wanted to impact in, in the lives and I wanted to reach were really, if you just simplify it to its simplest form, you know, do the work that would heal the most, be as present as you can, as authentic as you can, and find a way of connecting that universal one energy, God force, Buddha consciousness, into every conversation. And it'll reach whoever it's meant to reach. It'll grow to however great of heights it needs to grow. And it'll be a conduit where people will start coming and, and nurturing themselves without you necessarily having to have it all planned out. Yeah. Right. And I and I and I got that from this conversation. So I'm so I'm so I'm so grateful for you for bringing that. Yeah, it's almost like a trust that it's happening it's like a faith that what's happening is happening because yeah. you can't see it you know i think a lot of times you know people are they can just get in their own you know pattern and they think oh this isn't working out well meanwhile across the world somewhere across the town there's somebody else who's like we need this person who's like this we need you know and if you never allow the universe to pull that into you know yeah. your little vortex yeah. you're missing out and uh i think these these plants have a amazing uh these different catalysts have a way to rake us through this moment where we do have a lot of stress we do have a lot of media and stuff coming at us and yeah. it seems like well i can't get into present moment awareness because i'm too busy or i'm too too much stuff coming at me yeah. but if you realize that getting yourself into that present moment is going to create the space to allow that stuff to come into your vortex then you know that's where you and it doesn't take much you know that's what's right. so cool about why i love doing movies about psychedelics is because it happens so fast yeah it's not like a you know following somebody in a weight loss progress or something you got to wait months and months it's like right. 
boom, they're the transformation right there. And then they get to use that in their daily practice, their life to, you know, see things from a different perspective. It's, it's the coolest thing to see because yeah. hey, I don't have to, you know, you have a hard job, you know, when you're life coaching somebody and you're trying to, you know, ease them through and get them to higher yeah. consciousness and maybe get moving physically. Um, this is more like the easiest thing in the world. It's just like, I don't have to even take credit for this. This yeah. is nature's bounty. Here. I love it. I love it. Now, when does the so when does the film when is the film released? Uh, the Mar Odom Reborn. We're finishing it right now, nice. and we're Correct. talking about with uh, different uh, distributors about where the best place for it is. We okay. really want it to be seen by the maximum amount of people. Yeah. Because you know the message is so important right now, and Lamar is like to see him go through it and to see him shift his consciousness and work it into his life. And I think the cool part about it is that you know he paid it forward to his family and different people yeah. and so he doesn't have to be perfect in his life nobody's perfect in their life what happens is when you take these medicines and things you know part of your mind your brain is still your old reactive brain so you might you know after even taking ibogaine or ketamine and these things you might you know go to that club you might take that substance you might do something negative but it may not resonate the same as it used to but you needed to see that that isn't for you at this yeah. point you can't just you know you're not going to become a monk and right. all of a sudden you just have a whole new lifestyle right. you're going to have to challenge that but you have the medicine inside you you have that awareness and that opening yeah. so you can find it but you have to go through that so i think like it's going to be amazing for people to see his continuity and you know off off the record i've done a lot of you know other celebrities and yeah. thought leaders and royalty and people that people would be surprised but even at that level you know they're in a position where even despite having everything they need answers but mm -hmm. at the same time they're above the kind of general fray to be yeah. able to say hey i gotta try this despite whatever you know fear i have or you know resistance from anybody else and so i think this is through seeing people like lamar yeah. it's going to be okay to have the conversation at schools and churches and synagogues and mosques and you yeah. know yoga studios and coffee shops to say hey you know what this is what i'm doing about my mental health this is my path i love that and it's you know it's a beautiful time to just witness this uh reality unfolding yeah. epic well i tell you what before we let you go i, I want to be mindful of your time because you know again i could you're one of those spirits that you could sit here and talk all day with um uh one of the things that we like to do or that i like to do on a podcast is to end with rapid fire questions that we call questions that anchor um as i mentioned before the story or before our journey um a white lacrosse ball is my anchor um so these questions are was inspired about the thought that for me having an anchor in your life is so important especially if, if you go as you go on this journey um of life where having things that remind you of the, the life not only that you want to create for yourself but being an embodiment of what you want to feel in that present moment is important mm -hmm. right so i want to hopefully use that as a lens to be able to ask you some of these some of some of the questions are playful and some of them are more thought provoking um but I want to see where we go cool um so the first question is if you could go anywhere in the world where, where would it be inside my own mind wow nice for sure okay the next question is how do you heal i get myself into a state of present moment awareness and i try to be in a gratitude state and i have total confidence that my body physical mental uh can shift 180 degrees the other way just with that gratitude and putting an intent on it in a way that's like real not just saying the words but really having passion having like real energy behind what i want i think that's how you can change i love it any state i love it and how do you move um a little bit of a klutz in this okay. physical realm you okay. know i like to do yoga and things like that but i'm i'm not good i'm just doing it at my own pace but yeah. uh somehow a little bit out of sync with uh physical reality yeah. and uh 
but it's kind of it feels okay it's like well i don't i don't want to be totally yeah tied into this thing it's you know it's pretty it. intense okay one thing you know for sure that i don't know anything there it is and then last what would what do you when you think about the work that you're doing now the work that you've done in the past when you look back on your life what would what do you want your legacy to be um i would say joy hopefully yeah. you know that i'm projecting joy and and just thankfulness that um, i'm able to i've manifested myself here and for yeah. what reason i'm just doing it with a certain amount of joy that i should have for this situation i love it i love it well i tell you what i usually don't make um, guests um, make any promises man but what I would love for you to do after your movie is released and you're traveling all over the world yes. speaking on behalf of it we would love for you to come back um, to the to the show and, and share what your experiences have been um, since uh, since the release of it if you yeah, wouldn't mind no, what, what, what we're going to do I would love to come back and share I think you know the plan is to take the movie out on the road screen it yeah. bring Lamar with us do questions and answers that people have and make an experience out of it. You know, I have somebody who has a uh, does cacao ceremonies with cacao that comes yeah. from chocolate. Yeah. And to do a ceremony and have everybody take that and get into present moment awareness and be in that group consciousness is amazing. So to have those types of events where people are having the direct experience yeah. and also getting yeah. all this, you know, positive feedback from Lamar and all these situations, yeah. it's going to be really fun. So I invite you to come on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I will you will you will you travel to Miami? Will the tour uh, include Miami? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this is you know this is a because we're waking we're waking up as as a community here in Miami. We're tapping in. We're logging on right now. And this is an international city. You know, it's one of the most international cities in the world, and you have this amazing weather. Yeah. And so who doesn't want to come here? Yeah, yeah. So everybody comes here. That's what's so great about living here is that, you know, all your friends, all yeah. your family, at some point during the year, they're coming here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So then how do, how would anyone who, who, who you know, they're inspired by what you're saying and how you're sharing and all the stuff that you're doing, how would, how would they get in contact with you? Um, you could definitely check out zappy.com, Z-A-P-P-Y.com. Um, that has a lot of the reality truth information on there. Okay. Um, we're uh, we're going to be you know front and center with the Lamar Odom Reborn movie, so I think there's going to be uh, we have a website uh, called Odom Reborn that okay. is going to take shape as a sort of a community and resource for people to have access. Um, uh, KetamineFund.org yeah. is the nonprofit and it's basically dedicated to getting anybody who's having a suicidal thought to get a ketamine treatment for free. Yeah, and we're already we're launching a program. Just so you know, uh, this month in Utah with okay. a doctor, a ketamine doctor there, we've been granted by a philanthropist uh, to do 400 free treatments on veterans with ketamine. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to run 400 treatments of ketamine with That's veterans epic. and film it and let people see the observational reality of what happens epic. with these vets. Yeah. Wow. God bless you, guys. That's Thank awesome. You. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, man, it's been an honor going, going on this journey. Um, guys, that was a treat, man. That was a treat. Um, I love sharing this. Yeah, it's man. like, you know, a high conscious audience like yeah. you have and yeah. high conscious brands that support you. I mean, yeah. These are brands that, you know, could probably make a lot of more money if yeah. they cut the corners. You know, yeah. the, you know I know I, I know somebody here in Miami that's a juice aficionado and yeah. he says raw juice is like one of the only companies that actually does the cold pressing properly. Yeah. Lululemon, same yeah. thing. It's their yeah, clothing yeah. just has this consciousness built in where you know you're yeah. going to be wearing it for 20, 100 years. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so it's becoming an embodiment of it. You yeah. know, and, and to be able to, to work with such a, a powerful company like, you know, My Ketamine Road and for it to lead to this connection. Yes. I can only imagine all the great things that's going to happen in the future. Yeah, and it's I, for My Ketamine Road, same thing. It's like, I love the consciousness that those guys have. They're not yeah. just a doctor who's like, well, the medicine works, so yeah. sit down in the chair and, right. you know, get the hell out of here when it's over. They're yeah. like, they want you to, yeah. you know, expand your consciousness. Absolutely. Get the most from the treatment. So yeah. it's like, I think your audience, to me, the reason I wanted to be here today was 
it's that audience is I'm talking to, you know, the people who are maybe don't love me in this yeah. moment, but they're in that 50% and they, they want to be over on the right hand side yeah. in doing what makes them feel good. What's, you know, scientifically best and yeah. all these kind of things. So it's like, you already have the audience, the sponsors, you're, you're leading people into, you know, that you're. Oh man. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. We just start, we've just begun this journey, um, this year, but we're excited about where it's going to go. And I know that the degree of the impact has a lot to do with the people with whom I share this journey with, which is why having this conversation with you is so meaningful to me. And I know that all our listeners are going to take so much value from it. So thank you again, brother, for taking yeah, time. All right, guys, that's it. <clears throat> check it, check us out on our Breathe Life um, platforms and be in touch. Hey Tribe, so if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have.